With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good afternoon. Welcome to TNC Radio.Live. This is the Truckers Network Radio Show. And now here's your host, Shelly Johnson. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. Yes, this is the Truckers Network Radio Show on TNC Radio.Live where we offer the news, weather, information, sports, and entertainment our drivers want and need. Diesel engines need extra care to get the longest life and performance out of them, and many owner-operators and drivers don't know everything that they can about oil, particularly synthetic oil. Did you know that there are five common myths about synthetic diesel oil? We didn't either. That's why we invited the Shell Rotella Mythbuster Karen Howman on the show to cover this and other things you need to know to improve the performance of your engine. Welcome, Karen. Thank you for being on the show with us. Thanks for having me. You know, I find it interesting that there's still so much disinformation about synthetic oil, lots of urban rumors that prevail, and it's been around for quite a while, a few decades, hasn't it? It has, and it's becoming more popular um, you know, as time goes on, it's been introduced in the market for for many years, and it's it's something that we're relying on as um, you know, common practice in many cases for developing um, high-quality, um, top-tier engine oils. So what are some of the five common myths that people kind of get stuck on um, when it comes to synthetic diesel oil? I think, um, you know, probably the, the oldest myth, that one of the original ones that is, is still, um, you know, prevailing today is that you can't switch back and forth between mineral oil and synthetic oil, which um, is not the case at all. In fact, many oils will have a, a mixture of both synthetic base oils and mineral base oils um, as a blend. We call those a synthetic blend. That, that's very common uh, way that we're able to meet all of the temperature performance requirements in, in a multi-grade engine oil. So it, it is it is possible to switch back and forth. It's possible to have your, your 15 W 40 conventional, um, and then switch to a a five W 40, uh, synthetic oil in the winter. Um, and to switch back and forth between the two is no problem. You know, I thought what we could do, maybe there's some confusion in terms of what exactly synthetic oil is versus conventional oil. Uh, What are the differences? Synthetic base oil. So the difference is is the base oil. So your engine oil is made up predominantly of, of a base oil, um, which is a, a hydrocarbon. 
And then we have an additive system where we've got um, additive technologies that, that do things like um, have anti-wear, uh, dispersants, detergents, those kinds of things that we add to the base oil. So when you talk about a synthetic oil or a synthetic blend or conventional oil, you're talking about the composition of, of the base oil. And a synthetic oil, it, it sounds like it's something that's um, synthesized from the ground up. And in fact, in, in some base oils can be, some synthetic base oils can be, but predominantly a synthetic base oil is just a more highly refined mineral oil. We go through a refining process from crude oil and the synthetic base oil, what we call synthetic oils, are just more highly refined. There's, there's more to the process um, and the molecules are more uniform in shape and size, which is, is how we um, get a lot of the properties that we're looking for. Is it true with synthetic diesel oil like it is with gasoline engine oil? If it's synthetic, you can go longer between oil changes? One of the properties of synthetic base oils is that they are more um, oxidatively stable. So it takes longer for the oil to oxidize. So oxidation happens with time and temperature. And as an oil oxidizes, it can thicken, which is something that we don't want. And synthetic oils just have better um, oxidation performance. So you can get uh, longer oil drain intervals. The life of the oil can be extended by using synthetic base oils. Okay. So is it a good idea um, to have synthetic oil over conventional oil or maybe a combination like uh, you were describing using conventional oil in the spring. Some drivers might do that and then switching to the synthetic oil in the wintertime. Yeah, synthetic oils basically have just better for performance properties. Like I had mentioned, um, oxidation stability is one. Um, synthetic base oils have better low temperature performance, so you okay. can get better pumpability in cold temperatures, which is why we talk about using you know, 5W40 in, in the cold winter months and a 1540 in, um, in the spring or the summer. Um, we do, Shell Rotella has uh, a full line of, of high quality synthetic base oils, and we do even have 15W40 full synthetic oils for offering additional protection to your engine. So in terms of oxidation, what causes that in oil? Oxidation is a function of time and temperature. So the longer the oil uh, is in your truck and the higher the temperatures that it's operating at is where um, that, that's what promotes the, the oxidation of the oil. It's the exposure to oxygen um, and it, it ends up causing the oil to that, that's really what we can kind of kind of see visually in an oil analysis if the oil has aged. Mm -hmm. and, and it's really um, an indicator of, of the life of the oil or the life that's left of the oil. Okay. So when you say the oil is aged, does it look dirty or, or do you see that it's kind of broken down or? No. Um, you know, 
looking at an oil visually and seeing that it's dirty is, is not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing because one of the things that the oil does is it, it cleans your engine and it takes out um, basically basically dirt and soot and those kinds of things. And that's when you see an oil that looks dark or dirty, that's because the dispersants are, are, are taking those things and encapsulating them in the oil, which is what it's supposed to be doing. What oxidation does is it ends up thickening the oil. So it's important that your, your oil is the appropriate viscosity for your engine. Mm-hmm. And over time, as the oil ages and oxidizes, it can have oxidative thickening which is counterproductive. You don't want the oil to become thicker because then you'll, you'll lose fuel economy. It's harder for the engine to pump and it's, it's harder for the engine to, to flow properly. Sure. Then I would think that that would cause wear and tear on the engine and wouldn't that cause some friction as well? It can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as the oil gets thicker or thicker oils um, have more friction and so they don't flow uh, between the parts. Um, as freely as a lower viscosity oil. It's got to be confusing today uh, with all the different oils out there. I'm sure drivers, they like it, you know, let's just have a simple solution. I mean, they've got a big enough job. It's got to be tough when they need to get a quart of oil or something. They're like, okay, what one do I want? Um, Is there a good rule of thumb? Probably there really isn't. Um, The owner's manual, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. At Shell Rotella, we always recommend that you follow your owner's owner's manual and the owner's recommendation because they have developed the engine on a certain viscosity grade and it works together as a system. So we always always recommend that you follow um, the original equipment manufacturer's recommendation. Those can be complicated, though, in and of themselves in and of themselves because there'll be different recommendations for different operating conditions and different duty cycles and those types of things. So it can get very complicated. Well, especially for a commercial driver because they could be driving in all kinds of different conditions in less than a week. That's right. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. right. So they never have uh, consistency. You know, it could be 70 degrees one place and, and 20 below somewhere else just crossing the country, you know. And that's why the viscosity grade choice is so wide. So for a driver that's driving from Mexico to Canada regularly and is seeing the full span of temperatures, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of driver would probably be looking at having something like a 5W40 or a 0W40 where the, the first number tells you what you need to be um, at, at low temperature and the second number tells you what your protection is at high temperature. So the wider that span is, that driver then can have an oil that covers both of those conditions without having to change the oil. I think that drivers like that. Um, yeah. Keeping keeping the solution simple makes their life easy. <laughs> no doubt about that. We do have to go to break here, Karen. I know we kind of digressed. We talked about one of the myths about synthetic oil. I wanted to talk a little bit more about that when we come back. We're talking with the Shell Rotella Mythbuster, Karen Howman. You're listening to the Truckers Network Radio Show on TNCRadio.live. Stay tuned for more coming up. This blog is brought to you by the Truckers Network at app.thetruckersnetwork.net. Truckers Against Trafficking can help fight modern-day slavery. Human trafficking is a real and frightening issue in the United States. It's a crime that forcefully exploits women, men, and children. Human trafficking involves transporting a person into a situation of exploitation, which can include forced labor, marriage, or prostitution. 
The term exploitation in this sense is commonly referred to as modern slavery. At this time, it's estimated that there are 20 to 40 million human trafficking victims internationally. According to the ACLU, the United States Department of State estimates that 14 to 17,000 people are trafficked into the United States each year. Truckers Against Trafficking exists to educate, equip, empower, and mobilize members of the trucking, bus, and energy industries to combat human trafficking. Truckers Against Trafficking Goals Saturate trucking and related industries with TAT materials. Partner with law enforcement and government agencies to facilitate the investigation of human trafficking. Marshal the resources of partners to combat this crime. The Truckers Network proudly sponsors Truckers Against Trafficking and their efforts to fight against this heinous crime that's affecting hundreds of thousands of Americans each year. How Truckers Can Help Training Video Watch Truckers Against Trafficking's free training video and take the short quiz through their online portal. This will register you as an official TAT-trained, TAT-certified driver. Know the red flags, download the Truckers Against Trafficking app, and request a wallet card and window decal at tat.truckers.gmail.com. Share. Share Truckers Against Trafficking's training with others in person and through social media. How trucking companies, schools can help? Training video. Share Truckers Against Trafficking's free training video with your drivers. Request a digital file of your video or physical DVD from tat.truckers at gmail.com. Know the red flags. Tell your drivers to download the Truckers Against Trafficking app and or request wallet cards for your drivers from tat.truckers at gmail.com. Register. Register your company as trained to reflect your impact in the fight against trafficking and encourage others to do the same. This info blog was brought to you by the Truckers Network at app.thetruckersnetwork.net. I'm Hope Sabara. Join us on TNCRadio.live at 7 p.m. Eastern with Building Strong Minds with your host, Dr. Christopher Cortman. Welcome back to the Truckers Network Radio Show on TNC Radio.live. I'm Shelley Johnson with Tom Kelly, and we're talking with Michelle Rotella, Miss Buster, Karen Howman. She's been telling us what we need to know about engine oil. Karen, in our last segment, you gave some great information about the differences between synthetic and conventional oil. And we also covered one of the five myths surrounding synthetic oil. What are some more of the myths? I would say another myth with synthetic oil is that it's too expensive. So while synthetic blend and full synthetic oils may cost more upfront, and we talked in the last segment about it being more highly refined, um, which can, can increase the cost, um, but the benefits that it provide make them worth the investment. Um, Shell Rotella has a, a whole line of synthetic motor oils that provide excellent engine protection uh, you can get longer oil drain intervals. We talked about oxidation and oil thickening mm-hmm. um, being less common in in synthetic in synthetic oils, um, and just the additional um, equipment durability over the life of the engine and enhanced fuel economy is another benefit that you can get from from synthetic oils, which which um, is certainly a benefit. 
I would think in the long run, synthetic oil could really save a lot of money. Certainly, you have longer periods of time before you have to change the oil. You have less downtime. And certainly, time is money when you're a driver. That's right. That's right. Um, the, the longer that you can go in between you know, oil drains without putting your engine at risk, the better off you are with respect to you know, total cost of ownership. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah, I'm. Um, my big car. I mean, the the car where I spend all my money is my Camaro, and um, I, I when I first got it, I mentioned something about getting synthetic oil, and I had a gearhead friend of mine was like, "No, no, you don't do that. It's awful. That's all." I got to tell you, uh, it was the greatest move I ever made was moving over to uh, synthetic oils, and um, yes, they are. The oil change is considerably more expensive, but I only have to do it once a year because I put only put 5,000 miles a year on my car. Yep. So, um, and it's, it runs better. I mean, it's just everything about it. I think it's the, the some of the greatest stuff out there is having the, that synthetic oil. And it's, I don't know, having driven a lot of miles on a lot of different types of Camaros and sports cars and so forth, I feel like I can feel a huge difference in the synthetic oil. Now, I know some guys just making that up. I can only tell you what, for me, and I'm very into my cars, and I'm very into how they feel and everything, I think it's a huge difference. What are you noticing different? Just everything runs smoother. I definitely get better gas mileage. That's that's. That's in, that's one hundred percent. Which usually I don't care too much about gas miles because, like I said, I don't drive. You know, the car is the car I'm driving right now is uh, twelve years, four months, and three weeks old, and it has and I don't quite have sixty five thousand miles on it. Okay. So, um, so I'm you know, so I really take great care of these cars and. I don't know. For me, the synthetics feel smoother. I, I, that's, that's the only way I know to, to say it. Um, and uh, what I didn't know, though, was the the first thing that you said, that uh, that you can't switch back and forth. Because there was a time when I thought about switching, I was like, well, because I was told by somebody, oh, no, no, once you're, once you're in one, you're, you're stuck there. Um, so I can switch, and that's good to know. I don't know that I would, would want to down here in Houston. I think I'm with the right blend, got what I need. I don't ever have to worry about it getting too terribly cold. Well, once every few years, right, Karen? <laughs> yeah, and without getting too far into the weeds, uh, one of the benefits of synthetic oils is what we call the viscosity index. Yeah. So, as you know, oil, it changes viscosity with temperature. And synthetic oils have less of a dramatic change in viscosity between hot and cold. So that may be where you're seeing part of that. Yeah. What you're saying is, you know, feels smoother. Yeah, just all the way around and, and uh, you know, it's that's the other thing, too, is down, you know, when you're down in the climate, climate like this, you can kind of lock in. You don't have to worry about, you know, if you live in St. Louis or Amarillo, Texas, or uh, even, you know, say in the Dakotas, where you can get very high swings of temperatures between summer and winter, um, you know, down here. I can pretty much tell you what what the temperature is going to be on any given day 
um, and you know, Karen, you're not far from me, so you know, you you know what I'm saying. It, we both know what the weather will be like on July the eighth. That's right. Within right. <laughs> within a five or ten degree window. Exactly. Yeah, we, we right. know we know is, and there's a twenty percent chance of an afternoon thunder shower. Right. You know, that's right, just right. and that's part of, but other parts of the of the country where where there's wide wide swings, I could see where synthetic would be even more important for some of them. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And your Camaro story is a good segue into the the third myth that we see commonly is that only newer engines need synthetic oils. Um, Not, not the case, you know, synthetic engine oils are designed to provide improved protection for a wide range of, of extreme working conditions in both new and older engines. So what about like in a, a friend of ours who we have on the station quite a bit, um, is just kind of rebuilt a not kind of he actually bought and re, repurposed rebuilt a fire truck from 1973, um, taking it. Well, I'm I'm using my air quotes here, uh, an antique engine like that and running synthetic oil in there. Any danger in doing that? No, not at all. Is it a gasoline engine or a diesel? No, engine? it's diesel. It's a, it's a '73 uh, La France um, fire engine, and um, yeah, he, he he was quite excited about it. Yeah, there's no harm in that at all. Um, you know, the older engines benefit from the same things that the newer the newer engines do with respect to synthetic oils. You know, improved engine protection, um, engine cleanliness. Um, operating in, in a wider temperature and more severe um, duty cycles and more severe temperatures um, benefit from a synthetic engine oil just because it, it provides that more stable lubrication across um, a wide range of, of operating conditions. Interesting. So I can change types of oil between synthetic and non-synthetic what about between different brands does it you know if i'm on one and i want to move to shell do i have to go through some kind of extra step of rebuilding the engine or something or just do it no you can change between brands just like you can change between conventional and synthetic you just need to you know obviously drain the oil i wouldn't top off with a different brand uh, or okay. certainly a different viscosity grade. Okay. But when you're doing an oil change, you get a majority of the oil out of the engine. You know, you, you're going to have quite a bit hung up in the, in the upper end of the engine and sure. it's not fully going to, going to drain out, but, but you'll get most of it out. Um, and if you're going to um, do an oil change and change to a different brand, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, this is kind of a side. Do you mind a sideways question here, Shelley? No, that's fine. Um, we were talking to our friends over at API, the American Petroleum Institute. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if this is a compliment or not. I think it is sort of to you that um, there are a lot of people out there who try to fake their, you know, their stuff and put the Shell Rotella name on it. Do you think that's because I asked them, you know, who, who, who do they, who do people try to fake? And especially in other countries, um, they were saying that, um, and it's not just Shell, but you know, all the major brands, they try to fake out. How does that make you feel? Is that good or? 
Well, it's it's not good because yeah. it, it's something that we do deal with primarily overseas. Um, there is some some counterfeit um, oils that are sold under you know our brand name and other um, popular brand names. Um, I've seen some situations where we've been asked to to test a sample and see is this is this really your oil? Um, so what do they say? Um, Imitation you know, is, is, imitation is, is, is the best form of flattery. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it's good in that sense. Yeah, well, that's what I was asking. You know, I mean, I would, I would think that would create kind of mixed emotions there. On the one hand, yeah, you're going to fake it. Yeah, but it, on the other, that's got to be kind of upsetting if you find out that, you know, in, in some of these, in, I won't pick on particular countries, but um, for those of you who listen to me a lot, countries that I've been to a lot, <laughs> let's put it that way, um, there's a lot of faking of the, I mean, they repackage and everything and make it look like it's your stuff and it's not. Yeah. It's, I've seen it before quite a bit overseas. Um, you know, it's always a horrible thing for the customer because if they're, you know, if that's a tactic they're using, you know, who, who knows what they're actually putting in there. Yeah. It could be used oil sure. is what the API guy was telling me. Sometimes it's like Ooh. used oil. That's bad. Take the used oil out Mm. of one vehicle and then repackage it into, you know, Mm. something that we know, like the the show Rotella. You know, we see that yellow and know that it, oh, you know, it fires off something in our brains. We know it's you guys, and then it turns out it's not. Not only is it not show Rotella, it's not even new oil. Scary stuff. Yeah. That's so, not something we really see here in the in in the U.S. I no, think no, you know no, no, the no, API no. does you know audits and and such. So you know the U.S. consumers in North America can can you know take comfort that that that's that's really not a well. I was, that we, which I, is good. I was yeah. very impressed now that they're doing um, shop buys in you know China and India and uh, you know all sorts of different countries overseas and and checking stuff out there. I mean, they have people go in and buy it, send it to them and they check it out. And, um, I was impressed that they, you know, are, are looking at it globally now. As they should. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. it's, it's not something to, to mess with. So I had a quick question. If you're going to be storing a vehicle, whether it be diesel or a gasoline engine, is a synthetic oil, maybe a better choice. Hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure because in, in either situation, if you store a vehicle, I would recommend that when you take it out of storage, that you change the oil regardless of what it is yeah. because mm-hmm. you're going to have some moisture contamination and those types of things. So as long as the engine has, you know, lubrication in it, it won't corrode. Um, as long as the, the parts are lubricated, um, but I would recommend that regardless of what kind of oil, whether it's synthetic or conventional, that that uh, when it comes out of storage and you put it back in service, that you give it a, a fresh oil change. So say people store uh, an antique truck for the winter. They should change the oil before they decide to drive it in the spring. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't drive the Camaro for covid in the entire time. And uh, the first thing I did when I 
and, but I didn't know I was going to not try it. You know, I mean, remember how that happened? It all happened kind of slowly. I didn't store it. I just ended up not driving it. Yeah. And so when I started driving it again, um, yeah, that was the first thing I did was went and got a um, got it loaded up with Shell Rotella synthetic. So good idea. Yeah, yeah. protection. Yep. Good practice for sure. Mm-hmm. We have to go to break here, Karen. I know there's a lot more to talk about with oil, synthetic oil versus conventional oil, and you are definitely an informative person here. You're the Shell Rotella Miss Buster, Karen Howman. You're listening to the Truckers Network radio show here on TNC Radio Live. Stay tuned for more coming up. Being on the road can make you feel free, excited, and adventurous. It can also make you feel lonely and even depressed. So it's important for truckers, especially long-haul truck drivers, to bring items on the road to keep them entertained. Truckers have 10 hours off for a 24-hour day. Depending on how long the driver sleeps, there can be several hours where the trucker has nothing to do. We broke it down the list of essential items to keep in your truck in several different categories. The second category we talk about is entertainment. Laptop or tablet. Bring a laptop or tablet and stream your favorite movies or TV shows. If you don't have access to Wi-Fi or a personal hotspot, you can still bring your laptop, some DVDs, and watch a movie. Game console. Playing games is a great way to keep yourself entertained. You can also play with your friends. Bring your Xbox or PlayStation and set up your own gaming station in the cab of your truck. Puzzles, crosswords, or cards. If gaming or watching movies don't interest you, Bring some puzzles or crosswords to solve. You can also get a deck of cards and play games like Solitaire, March Same Rank, Devil's Grip, Klondike. Books. Reading books is a great way to pass time and improve brain connectivity. Some popular trucker books include The Highway by C.J. Box, Blue Highways by William Least Heat Moon, Paradise Valley by C.J. Box, Rough Way to the Highway by Kelly Mack McCoy. Exercise Equipment. Truck driver's health suffers from the lack of exercise. Bringing exercise equipment on the road will keep you entertained and improve your overall well-being. There are several portable exercise equipment items you can store in the cab of your truck. They include dumbbells, resistance bands, kettlebells, and running shoes. What's up? This is Logan Mize, and you are listening to TNC Radio. Live. Welcome back to the Truckers Network Radio Show on TNC Radio. Live. I'm Shelly Johnson with Tom Kelly, and we're talking with the Shell Rotella Miss Buster, Karen Howman. She's been talking about what we need to know about engine oil, synthetic oil versus conventional oil. Karen, I think that we covered most of the myths that surround synthetic oil, except for the last one about high viscosity. High viscosity that's a hard one to say. High viscosity oil. Uh, some people think it's best. Is that true or not true? Well, it is intuitive to think that high viscosity oil uh, protects the engine better than low viscosity oil. However, that's not the case. Um, in the 
um, qualification of, of engine oils and all of the testing that we do, all of the, the performance requirements uh, with respect to, um, well, anything specifically wear or oxidation or cleanliness, those requirements are the same regardless of the viscosity. So um, all of the engine oils are, are designed that, that at whatever viscosity grade, they provide the same, the same protection. So with a lower viscosity oil, that's where you get your, your fuel economy benefit because the engine doesn't have to work as hard to pump the oil through. There's not as much friction um, because of the oil. And um, you have the same uh, assurance of, of the same level of protection with a lower viscosity than you do the higher viscosity. Okay. Makes sense. Now, you also have some information that was sent to me about PC-12. Uh, is that a specific type of oil? Maybe you could kind of educate our listeners on all of that. Yeah, PC-12. PC-12 stands for Proposed Category 12. This is the 12th iteration of the API heavy-duty engine oil service classification. So the current uh, service category now is uh, CK4 and FA4 for low viscosity. And um, in late 2021, the engine manufacturers came to the industry and, and asked that we upgrade the, the performance requirements for um, the engine oil in the industry. And so um, API is going through, through that process of, of upgrading CK4 to the next um, minimum uh, performance standard for engine oil. And I'm actually the, the new category development chairperson that's hurting all of the cats in the industry and, and trying to get um, agreement on uh, what the priorities are and what the new performance requirements are and getting that, getting that whole process going. It's a, it's a long process that takes four or five years, and we're, we're a good way through. It's uh, slated to be licensed in January 1st. 2027, which coincides with the new EPA regulations for NOx requirements um, and emission standards. So the industry has basically come together and said, we're going to help improve the oil to facilitate the engine manufacturers being able to make these emissions improvements um, with our hardware to meet the new requirements in 2027. Okay. What's the difference with PC-12? Uh, how does it differ from other iterations of oil? So each iteration builds on the previous. So we're, we're always focused on backward compatibility so that if you um, are, are using the new oil in an in a engine that requires CK4, that uh, the new oil will have uh, the same or better performance um, in all of the different uh, performance requirements. And what we're looking at with PC-12 is improving the minimum oxidation stability requirement. We're adding a couple of wear tests to um, enhance wear performance. Um, we're adding the possibility of having some low viscosity oils uh, in the future. So we'll be able to qualify 5W20 and even 0W20 oils which I don't expect to see in the market anytime soon, but this is kind of a, a future proofing 
measure because we expect the next category to last probably through 2040. Okay. And lower viscosity is a trend that the engine manufacturers are um, are relying on pretty pretty heavily to uh, be able to meet fuel economy targets. Interesting. Now, lower viscosity. How would that work in colder climates? The lower viscosity is actually better in colder climates. In colder. Okay. So yeah, I, I colder got it climate. reversed. So in the warmer climates, um, it's how does that work? I mean, is it um, all the oils will be going to a lower viscosity, but it would still be compatible with different climates? The way that it's probably going to unfold is some of the engine manufacturers will design their engines to use lower viscosity oils. Okay. Um, so that they're, you know, they, they typically will have either an emissions or a fuel economy target that they're trying to achieve. The lower the viscosity, the easier it is. And so, you know, in the next decade or so, I, and this is common in Europe, the heavy duty diesel engines are are using now 5w20 and 0w20 i don't i don't see that anytime soon but you know over the the coming decades the u.s engine manufacturers are going to start to design their engines around that lower viscosity okay what are the biggest things that people need to know in a diesel engine with lubricants and oils and all of that what are the biggest considerations so that they can extend the life of the engine as well as the performance i would say primarily using the right viscosity grade for your for your engine first and foremost we we talked earlier about always following your engine manufacturer's recommendation Mm -hmm. Um, obviously changing the oil um, at regular service intervals um, as recommended also by the, the engine manufacturer. And just using a high quality, whether it's conventional or synthetic, uh, you know, a high quality premium uh, heavy duty engine oil um, to help extend and protect the life of your engine. Yeah, there are a lot of places where you can cut costs and, and do things to drive down the uh, overall cost of ownership. The oil is not one of them. That's you right. Know, it's, it's, um, it w- w- I, w- I would say in no particular order, um, toilet paper, eyeglasses, and engine oil, all, all three are places where you don't want to cut cost. <laughs> yeah. It's, exactly. Uh, exactly. Be, because you, know, you go cheap on any of those and um, it's a rough ride, you know, and, and um, sure, the temptation, especially when you're... You know, buying it by the gallon, and and you know the the way some of these guys do, and you know a lot of these guys, um, you know, change oil quite now. I, I guess this kind of leads to the question where I was going though is, is there such a thing as changing your oil too much? Uh, some people change their oil unnecessarily frequently. Um, you know, I talk to a lot of owner operators, and oil rain intervals have have extended over over the years and and some of them are just you know stuck on their you know 20 year old um oil drain interval just because it's uh yeah cheap insurance is, is kind of what how they think of it but we have customers i talk to owner operators and we have customers that have uh you know a million miles on their truck and they've used you know shell rotella from the beginning and they've 
done things like, uh, you know, engine scopes and seen, you know, the inside of their engine where it looks, you know, perfectly clean and, you know, never had a problem. So, you know, it's just, it's a matter of using a a high quality oil, Uh, the higher the quality oil, the less frequently you have to change it. Although some people will choose to change it a little early to coincide with some other scheduled maintenance so that they don't have a, a separate downtime. Um, situation. So I I do see that's, that's kind of common. Um, if you know, people choose to change their oil early, um, doesn't hurt anything. It's, you know, probably money that doesn't necessarily need to be spent, but if you're getting another benefit out of it, like, uh, coordinating it with some other downtime event to, um, you know, reduce the total number of, of service, times then that that okay. makes sense yeah i can see that what are your thoughts on additives do you mean like additive supplements yeah yeah mm-hmm. unequivocally no um okay. there are when we develop engine oils there's so many problems we're trying to solve cleanliness wear um dispersancy and it's such a balance and some additives will offset the performance of others, and it's a very delicate balance. Many additives are surface activated, and if you have too much of one, it'll crowd out something else. And so anytime you add something to your oil that wasn't originally intended in that formulation, you may get the benefit of what you're going for, but it it frequently is at the expense of something else. Okay. Makes sense. So one can cancel out the other. That's right, especially mm-hmm. with the surface activation and the additives, you've got wear and detergent, you know, they both have to attach themselves to the surface to do what they're doing. Well, if you add a bunch of detergent, your anti-wear is not going to have any, any place to go. And so you could have a very clean engine um, with very high wear in a situation like that. That would not be good. <laughs> or the other way around. Mm-hmm. Sure. We have to go to break here, Karen. I wanted to talk a little bit more. You've got an oil analysis program. You sent some information on that. We wanted to talk about that as well. Okay. We're talking with the Shell Rotella Mythbuster, Karen Howman. She's giving us all kinds of great information on synthetic versus conventional oil. I'm learning a lot for sure. You're listening to the Truckers Network Radio Show here on TNC Radio.live. Stay tuned for more coming up. Budgeting tips for over-the-road truck drivers. Budgeting can be rather overwhelming at first. It requires a plan and self-discipline, but there's no need to be scared. Once you get the hang of budgeting, it'll become easy and will no longer feel like you're restrained from your finances. It's a good feeling to know exactly how much you're spending and where your money's going. Start budgeting today and you'll begin to save money and see a difference in your finances. Here are some great budgeting tips for over-the-road truck drivers. Know your why. The first step to creating a budget is understanding your why. What is your reasoning for creating a budget? What do you want to accomplish? Are you trying to pay off debt? Are you trying to save for a big purchase? Or are you just wanting to be more conscious of your spending? Knowing your why before creating a budget will help motivate you and keep you on track. Set goals. Setting goals will help you achieve your why To pay off debt or to save a specific amount, you need to know how much you need to be saving and budgeting each month. It's much easier to save and budget when you have a specific goal. Saving just to save does not always keep you motivated. 
know your income. Since drivers typically get paid by the mail, drivers have a fluctuating income. Unless you have a dedicated route, your paychecks will vary. Drivers with a set income have a much easier time creating their budget because they know the exact amount they're bringing in every month. If you have a fluctuating income, it's best to know your baseline, meaning you need to know the bare minimum expenses that you need to cover every month. Analyze your spending. Next, you'll need to analyze your spending habits. You can do that by looking at your bank account and examining where you're spending most of your money. Are you spending most of your money at truck stops, fast food restaurants? Another great way to evaluate your spending is to make a list in a notebook or your cell phone for every purchase you make throughout the month. Keeping track of your spending will not only give you an idea of how much you're spending each month, it will also make you more mindful of your spending. Needs versus wants. When budgeting, it's important to know the difference between needs versus wants. Things you need as a truck driver. Food, place to sleep, clothing, toiletries. Things you may want. Entertainment, TV, video games, computers, Netflix or Hulu subscription, accessories for your rig. As a budgeter, you need to pay attention to your needs first and save for the things you want. Set a limit. Setting a spending limit is the best way to keep yourself from overspending. Write down all your necessary living expenses and keep in mind how much you want to save each month. Then determine how much you want to spend. A good method to help you set a limit is the envelope system. Budgeting takes time and self-discipline. It's not easy at first, but over time, it will become easier and easier. Hello, friends. This is Josh Banker from Clutch Time Sports on Wednesday nights at 9 o'clock Eastern right here on TNC Radio.Live. We know that life as a driver is not easy, but do you believe in the power of prayer? Whether you're moving down the highway or taking a break, you can take a moment right now to tell God about your needs, maybe something that concerns you or something you're just thankful for. You need someone to pray with you? No problem. Just call the TFC Global 24-Hour Prayer Line at 866-515-9406. Or if you're using the TNC Radio.Live app, just press the Prayer Line button to be connected to a prayer warrior who will confidentially pray with you and for you. Also, if you're willing to volunteer your time to help pray with and for others, then send us an email at info at tncradio.live and let us know. Thank you and have a blessed day. Welcome back to the Truckers Network Radio Show on tncradio.live. I'm Shelly Johnson with Tom Kelly. And we're talking with the Shell Rotella Miss Buster, Karen Howman. She's been telling us a bit about what we need to know about engine oil uh, some great information on synthetic versus conventional oil and best practices for a diesel engine. Karen, I also see that there, an oil analysis program could be important, and that's something that Shell Rotella offers. What is that all about? Yeah, so we talked about, you know, when you change your oil and is it too early or is it too late? Um and, and we always recommend that you follow your engine manufacturer's guidelines. Um, however, if you, if you are in an oil analysis program where you're taking an oil sample at every oil drain, um, you can kind of customize that. So 
the the guidelines that are given to you by the engine manufacturer, they're, uh, you know, designed to the 99th percentile and the, you know, most extreme duty cycles. And so you can kind of stretch those out a little bit if you're um, in, in a certain situation where your operating conditions allow. Some of the engine manufacturers will allow you to extend the oil drain interval beyond the recommendations with an oil analysis. And basically what it is is an, it's an objective look at the condition of the oil that can kind of guide you as to what is the, the life left in the oil. And it also helps to be able to get an idea of if there are any indications that you may have some uh, mechanical issues that are um, starting to emerge. It won't help you uh, predict a, a catastrophic failure, but you can see things uh, over time. You can see trends with um, wear metals uh, additive, or I'm sorry, um, wear metals that show that you've got some some wear and you can kind of tell based on which metals what what is wearing. You can also um, tell things like um, if you've got fuel dilution, you know, you may have a an issue that needs to be addressed mechanically with with additional fuel dilution. You can tell, you know, viscosity of the oil you can tell how much oxidation has occurred um, at that point. So you can kind of see how much life you might have left in the oil. You can see additive levels. So you can get an indication of kind of your level of additive depletion that would indicate the life left in the oil. And it'll allow you to kind of customize your uh, oil drain interval to your exact uh, situation. I would think over the life of uh, an engine, that can make a huge difference. And if somebody has multiple trucks and fleets, they could save a lot of money if they can really dial in what they need to do. Absolutely. And another benefit is uh, resale value. If you've got documentation on every oil drain uh, that you've done for the life of the truck that shows that, um, you know, the oil's been changed regularly, um, there wasn't, you know, any severe condition of the oil. Um, it'll also show, like I had said earlier, you know, trends with, with wear and that type of thing. It can, it can help with resale value to be able to support that the, the engine has been taken care of and is in good condition. Now I see that Shell Lubricants work with fleet partners to design a program uh, for an oil drain interval program. Um, how would that work? We do. So we work with, with fleets. If there's a, a large number of, of, of trucks that makes it difficult to do an oil analysis on every single truck at every single oil drain, we can, can sit down with a fleet owner and identify, um, obviously, what, what equipment they have, what the, the starting recommendations are. We can identify um, what the duty cycles are, and we can choose a subset of kind of worst case scenario uh, conditions. And then we can do um, a customized analysis uh, oil drain interval on the worst case scenario. And then they can then uh, confidently apply that same oil drain interval to the other trucks in the fleet. Now, is it Shell Lube Analyst where people could get more information about this? or If you... Um, 
if you Google uh, Shell Rotella oil analysis, mm-hmm. you'll get to our info hub at Shell Rotella, uh, our diesel engine oil website. And that okay. explains, gives details about how it's done, um, what what the benefits are, um, you know, what you can see and, and how you can use that information to, to help understand what's going on in your engine. I think it's a terrific program. Uh, it helps reduce the total cost of ownership. And if you've got multiple trucks, that adds up quickly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Where can people reach out to Shell Rotella? Where can they see your products? Um, you've got a wonderful variety of programs and products for the diesel engine. Uh, we have about two minutes, so you you can go into as much detail as you like. I think I think the best um, the best resource for um, seeing what our product line is and, and, and the benefits of the products and things like the oil analysis is if you go to rotella.shell.com and there's a pretty comprehensive a website there that talks about the different products, uh, talks about the differences between synthetic and conventional that we've talked about quite a bit today. Mm-hmm. Um, we have um, a, a warranty program that we offer um, that has details there on the on the Shell Rotella site, um, and it can tell you um, what what products are best recommended for your specific engine. Lots of information there on the Rotella.shell.com. Yeah, and I, I want to say as somebody who doesn't have a dog in that hunt, Shelly, what I mm-hmm. really like about their site is it's it's not all shell, shell, shell. It's about the oil, okay? And yes. if they happen to sell the best part, you know, the, the best brand of it, that's what beside the point. That, but I mean that with a smile on my face. I mean, they, it's the facts. Here are the oil facts. And by the way, we happen to sell a really good oil, but mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, this isn't just all about shell. It's about what you need to know as a driver about having the right oil in your truck. Which is huge. You, you really uh, support the trucking industry so well. And I think that you've saved a lot of fleets and owner operators a whole lot of money. This is great. Yeah, this is an industry where, you know, the people are very educated. There's there's a lot at stake, especially if you've got, you know, owner operators and this is their, their livelihood. I mean, they know what they need and, and how to get it and, and what the best, and they just want information. So that's, that's what we do is we, we support them with as, as much information as we can, we can supply. This is terrific. And you've supplied some great information today, Karen. I really appreciate you being on the show. This has been great. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. Wonderful. You've been listening to the Truckers Network radio show here on TNCRadio.live. Stay tuned for our primetime lineup coming up this evening and some great programming before that right here on TNCRadio.live. Thank you for listening to another great interview on TNCRadio.live and the Truckers Network radio show. All of the material you hear on TNCRadio.live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of TNCRadio.live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at TNCRadio.live. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast of the Truckers Network Radio Show.